Today on Substances, we're talking with DJ Kaplan, a teacher who works with special needs children in New York City. He talks to us about his Jewish upbringing and how it influenced his life and his choices today. DJ also talks with us about the wall between Palestine and Israel and his own beliefs on promoting freedom of expression and religion for Palestinians and Israelis. Maybe there are some things you didn't know about Judaism, like what eating kosher means and what the different ways of Judaism are. Tune in to find out and learn more about what Judaism is to DJ Kaplan. Hi, thank you for talking to me today. Um, can you begin by just telling a little bit about yourself, who you are, where you grew up, and then we'll dive into a bunch of other stuff. Absolutely. Hi, everyone. <laughs> um, my name is DJ. I am from Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, born and raised, went to school in Cincinnati, and um, yeah, now I'm here. What were the other questions? What are you doing in New York? Ah, uh, yes. I work as a teacher at a school for kids with language-based learning disorders in a third, fourth grade classroom. Okay, and is it a specialized school? Um, it's a private Jewish day school. Okay. For, like, everyone has some sort of learning disability associated with language, um, as well as most kids have ADD or ADHD. Okay, very interesting. Did um, the religious aspect inspire you to work there, or was it more the like pull towards working with kids? Um, so I actually think it was the pull of working towards kids with special needs. I've okay. worked with kids with special kids and adults and things like that for, uh, my entire life. But the I've also been in the Jewish world professionally, so that's kind of where the I. Got my yeah, way so in. like the double <laughs> double whammy of everything. Double whammy. Um, can you talk a little bit about just growing up in a Jewish family, like your background? What did that look like? What did holidays look like? What did weekends look like? How did it impact your life? Yes, absolutely. I think Judaism is one of the biggest impacts in my life and definitely one of my biggest influencers every day. I would um, identify as a conservative Jew. Um, there are different sects of Judaism. There was Reform, which... Um, I think is a little bit more, it's more interpretive, more modernized. Then you have Orthodox, which I think is what a lot of people envision, which is the very religious. And then conservative is the movement that came over from Poland and Russia and realized that they wanted to be religious, but still needed to live in America in the modern world. And how can they take that on um, and adapt? So my my lineage is Poland, Polish and Russian. So I went to synagogue every Saturday. Um, Sabbath dinner every Friday night with my whole family. We weren't allowed to go out. No malls, no movie theaters, nothing like that. We were always in together, um, my whole family, every Friday. And it's one of my biggest impacts, and I still do it as much as possible today. Um, I keep kosher, so I observe the Jewish dietary laws. So no milk and meat, no shellfish, only kosher meat. Um, there are a lot of rules. <laughs> Can you tell our listeners, maybe who don't know exactly what, like, kosher meat is? Can you tell them a little bit about yeah. what that means? And- um, so kosher, pretty much anything kosher means that there's a special rabbi, um, whose job it is to make sure that the, everything from chips to chicken is, um, dealt with the right way. So when you're looking at something like chips, it's a lot easier to make sure, not easier, but you are looking at less, but when you're looking at something like chicken, you have to make sure um, that they're killed in an ethical way is one of the biggest things, and that they feel no pain. There are certain ways that they have to be killed in order to be um, kosher, as well as having that rabbi be there, and there can't be any 
like certain things within the facilities, things like that. Have you had issues with like being kosher? There are a lot of times where you're like, I can't eat at this restaurant. Like, how does that look in daily life? Literally every day, but it's yeah. one of the reasons I keep doing it is because I, I always think to myself, like, I keep kosher and it reminds me of my Judaism. It's the thing that I do that really keeps me grounded Jewishly and I love it. But you'll look at a menu and Oh, how many times I wish I could be like, I, like, I don't know what a cheeseburger tastes like. Right. I have no idea what lobster okay. tastes like. These things. Okay. And right. bacon, I only know by smell. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone talks about <laughs> everyone it. Everyone loves it. Um, okay. What would you say are other, like, pillars that keep you just, like, grounded in Judaism and just, like, guide your life? Yeah, I think that one of the most amazing things about Judaism is that it, its pillars are based on different meets vote, which are good deeds um, throughout like just living your life there are 613 of them technically which is a lot obviously I I don't know anyone who could do all 613 of them but it's just this idea of you're constantly thinking of how you can impact people positively is how I like to look at it and everything from helping people who need help to working with people who need help and trying to have that positive impact in a day-to-day basis is what I really see as one of the big pillars of Judaism. How do you think you do that? Oh, uh, I don't know. I try not to look at look at that. That's yeah. hard. <laughs> I mean, I, think, I know you and I know you do it. So um, how I mean, do you like, think you I, do it? I, I do my best to be a positive person, a positive influence to others. I mean, I do my best to volunteer, to work with people, to give back to my community in as many ways as a <laughs> as a economically <laughs> um, struggling twenty five year old prospering prospering in the right direction. My ascent is just beginning. Um. Yeah. Wow. Uh, okay, like many Jewish people, you have spent a lot of time in Israel. I spent a lot of time. There. Yeah. So I assumed you did you go when you were younger and then went back or what is what's your story like? oh yeah okay. um I've been to Israel five times okay wow um the first time I went was in fourth grade okay somewhere around fourth grade my sister was living there for a year um which is a very popular thing that yeah. Jews like to do just okay. a lot of before after high school before college it's very um it's a lot of at least in my community it's encouraged to to get there in some way and spend a significant amount of time there. Um, so my sister was living there, so that was the first time I went there. I went to a private Jewish day school for kindergarten through eighth grade. We Our eighth grade trip okay. um, was to Israel, so I spent two weeks then. Um, I Just multiple other ways as well. And then I, too, spent a year there after high school before college, so I lived there for a year. And then this past year, I also was staffing the program that I went on as a kid, um, and I was working, I mean, I was working with their new special needs subset of wow. that program. So, lots wow. of time there. Yeah, lots <laughs> of time. How would you describe it culturally? Amazing. Yeah? It's, it's something that you can't describe until you're there. Okay. And it's, it's just beautiful. Like, it's, I, my favorite place in the world is truly Jerusalem. Yeah. Um, and it is just so culturally diverse. There is so much history there. And you can just take it all in. Um, it's like you go and walk into the old city. There's the Muslim quarter, the Christian quarter, the Jewish quarter. There's so much history. And everyone appreciates it. And there's something there for everyone, which is one of the most beautiful things about Israel. That's awesome. That's so Okay. So you've told me that 
Israel's beautiful and that you loved it and you had a very like incredible experience and multiple experiences having gone there a few times. But a big thing is the wall that divides Palestine and Israel. Did you have any like did you ever feel like did you go up to the wall? How did you feel about it? Also just like in general, like what is what are the thoughts of the people that are living in Israel about Palestinians? And I guess can you speak a little bit? Yeah, that? that was a lot of questions. So we might have to yeah, go through it a little slower. Yeah, yeah. Um but I will do my best and then okay. we can circle back. Okay. Um I have been to the wall. Okay. Um it's interesting. I have been lucky to talk to both Israelis about it, to Palestinians about it, see how people feel, see what's going on. Um, but I, I truly believe that the wall was put there based on a need of necessity. Okay. Um, Israel was going through a very hard time. There was a ton of terrorism. There were, um, and, I, and by no means, I also would like to say that, do I believe that Palestinians are terrorists? However, there are many terrorist organizations that are in that area. Um, there's Hamas, and they would, there are so many ways that they would come in and really hurt Israel. They would hide in ambulances as pregnant women and then bomb the people who were, the Israeli soldiers who were in the, working and trying to help them, things like that. And so the wall, in, in its time of being built, was put to really do its best to monitor what was going in and what was going out of Israel. It is definitely, it's hard. Um, there's this, actually this new organization that's coming about called If Not Now, which is all this idea about how a lot of Jewish organizations didn't give the education for about the wall, about the separation of Israel and Palestine, Palestinians, and all these different things. So it's definitely, it's this thing that's coming up in conversation almost every day. I see it on my, new, my Facebook news feed, all these things. Personally, I understand the, I, I want the safety of everyone. I want the safety of Israelis. I want the safety of Palestinians. I want people to be in a place where they can feel comfortable. But it's hard when when my heart is in Israel for the Jewish people and there are terrorist organizations coming in and hurting those people. Absolutely. Um, I understand that perspective. You, you've talked about like how beautiful Jerusalem is and how it is kind of like a mecca for so many people because it is like the religious like ground yes. for absolutely <laughs> everything. So that being said, not only is it like, <clears throat> the home to Jewish communities, but also like historically a home to Palestinian communities and um, Muslim communities as well as Christian communities. Absolutely. So in any ways, do you think that the wall has like Displa- as yet, yeah, I understand the perspective of keeping people space, but it, has it also displaced many people, or what's that conversation like? Yeah, I think yeah. it definitely, unfortunately, has displaced many people. Um, both, to my understanding, both Jews and Palestinians. A lot of times, there will be walls, and people will have to leave their homes, and it, and it is sad. I don't know what the. I personally don't have a solution to the problem, and clearly, a lot of people don't either. Yeah. Um, or else we'd be <laughs> moving towards that. Um, but as this, as this little Jewish boy who was growing up in the world, um, it just kind of became natural. So like okay. people were, people were teaching you about how Israel needs this and how Israel does that. And now you're starting to see like, oh, there are so many lives involved. People are leaving their family orchards that they've had for years and years and years. And, and there is that sadness, um, to that but there's also the idea that the safe I would I would much rather see people alive um and 
be, then be able to work towards that solution and how can we give back to those people who did lose those things as opposed to losing lives and we're and living in a world full of war and terrorism do you think it is possible to if the wall came down to be able to have like one inclusive city or do you think they're so segregated based on religion that we would, it's something that's so dip, difficult it's so funny because like leaving terrorism or anything yeah. like aside because I feel like violence Absolutely. happens from both sides like violence happens of, like, yeah. you hear a lot of times from like policemen on the Israeli side but also yeah obviously from terrorist groups etc but if you leave that all aside do you think they could live together based on religion yeah I think it's interesting because there are so many similarities between Muslim religion and Christian religion and Ju- Jewish Judaism um, they're really, they're all based in this monotheistic um, upbringing, this idea, these ideas of living positive lives and impacting those around you. So yes, absolutely. But the reality is, those, those, there are people who want to hurt other people. And so I hope that one day, yes, we can live in this wonderful religious mecca of understanding and happiness and rainbows and butterflies. Um, <laughs> I think it will be a very, very, very long time until you can get to that. Okay. Well, thank you. Um, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Having returned back to the United States, are there walls that you face on a daily basis? And can you speak a little bit about like your personal life and just walls that you face maybe as being Jewish or just your own identity? Yeah. Um, I think that everyone deals with walls on a daily basis, whether that's like a professional wall that you're trying to break down what's your what's your next move where are you moving towards or um the bigger picture that I mean not that professional life isn't a big picture it's huge we all get it (laughs) um as a I mean I am I identify as a gay individual um so there's always there was that wall it was a big one (laughs) um so that was tough I think also being Jewish in a high school in high school and trying to find your identity is hard when you're also confused in so many ways. So trying to co- like bring up that wall and college and just really trying to live who you are and just being yourself. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean it is it is a difficult thing. Can you speak about like I guess identifying as being a gay man and also with like coming together with religion was that something that was difficult from like a family? Yeah. Yeah. It was yes, yeah. it was definitely difficult. I think that I was one of the first people to come out in my Jewish community. Okay. Um which which is always a hard thing. I mean to be the first person to do anything in your community that's a little bit out there is always hard. Um it was not a shock to my parents, <laughs> but definitely still emotional. Um and it's hard because you live any I mean all these religions that we've been talking about don't typically, especially the religious side, whatever, um, don't look at homosexuality as a, as they don't bring it in. They don't welcome it as openly as you wish they did. Um, that is slowly changing, which I think is really exciting. But one of the walls is that I was moving towards a place, especially in high school where I wanted to be more religious, but I was battling inner, my inner battle of who I am. Cause I didn't come out until at, right after high school, um, was how can I be gay and also be religious in a community that doesn't accept me yeah I'm finding that so what did that look like what did you do to like help be like I can embrace like the pillars of what I think religion lays on 
even if it doesn't fully, like the community doesn't fully <coughs> accept me? Like, how did you? Yeah, I think it's just about finding the community you're comfortable in, and maybe okay. that, and maybe it's not the the wonderful. Uh, viewpoint you have in your mind of like I want to be this type of Jew and I want to do these types of things with this exactly thing there's give and take with everything um it was a lot of a lot of give and take when it comes to how you can balance these homosexuality and Judaism I I definitely had to search a lot for community it took a long time to find a community that I felt comfortable in openly um I still don't know if I've at least like found that perfect community for me especially I, I just moved to New York so yeah. still trying to figure that all out um but it's just about trying new things and putting yourself out there and it might not be comfortable at first but you've just got to keep trying and see like give it the chance it deserves and then work each way what makes you feel comfortable what makes you doesn't feel comfortable and find keep the things that work and move towards the thing move away from the things that don't what is, what has worked for you? It seems like you uh, have it down. Uh, oh, yeah. I wish. Yeah. <laughs> um, what has worked for me? I think what's worked for me is that I struggled a lot with egalitarian Judaism, which is the idea. First off, there's this idea that um, in very traditional religious Judaism is there are not equal gender roles, okay. um, which is also really difficult. And I think that's across the board, across many religions. And I, I totally. think we are seeing it slowly change and yeah. people are adapting to religion and being like, oh, I can use X, Y, and Z to fit my life. Exactly. So I think that's what, yeah, he's yeah. kind of saying. Totally. Yeah, totally. So... Okay. Um, yeah. I don't know if <laughs> No, that's wonderful. Um, do you have anything else that you want to add to and tell our, our community about just, uh, like, what it means to help break down stereotypes? Or Yeah, I think no. that's something really important to realize is that everyone has a story. And you have, you have, especially with politics and all these ideas when it comes to this idea of Israel versus Palestine versus the occupation versus the wall versus what, whatever you're talking about, Go in with an open mind and listen to people because I think you'll be very surprised. Don't just let, don't just let what you think or what people around you are thinking um, be the one guiding influence. There are so many different ways to look at every situation and it's important to realize that not every picture is the picture you see and not every, not every um, story is exactly the story you have. There's always a lot of sides. So just be open, listen, and embrace it all. I think that's the only way we learn is listening to stories, and that's why I love doing this. Woohoo! Woo! Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. DJ gave us a little peek into what life was like growing up as a conservative Jew. He also talked openly and honestly with us about what it means to love Israel and also the reality of terrorism and violence on each side of the wall. This month, we're celebrating women, but we were too excited to wait to share this podcast in the vein of talking to positive people who are trying to make a better change in the world. DJ is one of those people. If you have any comments, thoughts, or questions, reach out to us, like us on Facebook, Instagram, and send us an email at dosageofrepartee.com. We hope you enjoyed the show.